Welcome to the Vital Dome Podcast for Wednesday, April 15th. S&P futures are down about 50 points. That's 1.75%. Europe is off about 1.7 to 1.9%. Asia was mixed overnight. Um, so really a, a relatively easy morning in that there's kind of nothing to talk about. I think the f- I think the sell-off that we're seeing this morning is really a function of yesterday's phantom rally, um, which came on no news, was very unjustified, and did not have very strong internals when you kind of broke it down. It's very much driven by a lot of these same old momentum-y type names, and you were not seeing confirmation in other markets. Treasuries had a bid yesterday, credit traded poorly yesterday, um, and oil obviously was down a lot yesterday. So I think what we're seeing today is really just a reversal of kind of, um, like I said, a very phantom move yesterday. I think, again, if you take a step back and break everything down, we've had a lot of encouraging news that crossed the tape in the last several weeks, including this plateauing of coronavirus data and a ton of stimulus um, but that had not been that was not lost on the market. That's why the S and P, um, you know, spiked about thirty percent from its low, trough to peak. Um, and I think again, I don't, I do not think this is market. The S and P deserves to be above twenty eight hundred right now, um, for a variety of reasons, which I've been talking about and I laid out again this morning. Um, I think you know this next step of the rally, to the extent it occurs, is going to be a lot harder than the one we just than the one we just saw. It's going to be dependent on. Um, corona numbers uh, declining from the apex on a sustained basis, reopening the economies globally without sparking resurgence in cases. And then I think also um, some progress on treatments and vaccines. I think at 2,800, the S&P assumes that you're going to see efficacy from one of these drugs, um, whether it's the Gilead one, the Regeneron one, um, or others over the coming weeks. Um, You know, so I I think all those things are going to be required to get the S&P above 2,800. So, again, I think that level should be a ceiling for the tape. I think um, you're not going to see a real swift decline or or a steep decline. I don't think, you know, I I, I think the low will not be revisited. And and if anything, I think the S&P should kind of stay above 2,600. But I think yesterday's rally in particular was just very unjustified um, and came on no news. And today's sell-off is coming on no news. Um, you know, so again, it's, there was there was very little economic data out overnight. Nothing major on the central bank front. Uh, China lowered one of its rates, um, but really not really important for what we're talking about in the U.S. The IEA published its monthly report was very gloomy, as they've been for the last several months. Um, you know, some of the demand figures that they talk about in that report are, are quite bleak. Uh, demand down about thirty million barrels per day in the month of April. Um, Q2 overall demand will be a bit down about 23 million barrels per day. And I think, again, for crude, you know, you've had a lot of fuzzy math come out um, over the last week where you had, uh, you know, OPEC plus cutting nine, 9.7 million barrels per day. Um, and then you have Trump talking about 20 million barrels per day. Um, you know, I think markets are, are uh, you know, are, are gravitating towards the, the OPEC plus 9.7 million number. They don't have a lot of faith that you're going to see a lot of other capacity come offline on a sustained basis. Um, and therefore, it's just not enough to kind of close that gap of or compensate for the uh, very, very material decline in demand. So I don't think Brent should set new lows, but I also don't think there's any reason for it to rally here. And that's kind of the story with oil. So you're seeing a big reversal. Um, you know, oil had a big bounce back in the in the beginning of April. I think it's just reversing a lot of that, um, and it's kind of still a news reaction to the um, the OPEC plus news. Um, nothing all that incremental on reopening economies. You know, again, there's been a lot of ton of noise around who has the authority to do so. The authority will lie with the governors, um, but again, it's really going to be incumbent on companies. 
to implement various different policies, again, to get people to come out of their homes and shop and go back to work, et cetera. Um, but nothing new really on that front. Um, on the eco front today, you're going to get the first look at April with the Empire Manufacturing Index. Not really a super crucial number. I don't think it's going to move the market one way or the other. I also don't think the retail sales number will matter much at all. The weekly claims number out tomorrow is more interesting because you have seen now for two weeks um, signs that that number could be plateauing as well alongside the coronavirus data. So that would be encouraging tomorrow, I think, if you can get three weeks in a row where the claims appears to be flatlining. Um, you know, that would certainly be an encouraging development. Uh, the big focus today, as far as news, will just be on earnings. Um, ASML already hit out of Europe. It was actually a, a decent report, um, very strong orders numbers. They are not providing guidance just given the environment, but the qualitative tone was somewhat encouraging. You know, they're, they're a relatively unique story. Um, so I don't really, I don't, I don't think it should be extrapolated to the overall tech industry, but that was the only major report out of Europe. Um, you are going to get a lot more banks today. So B of A, Citigroup, Goldman, PNC, Schwab, US Bank are all out this morning, along with United Health. Um, you know, as far as banks are concerned, just going back to yesterday with JP Morgan um, and Wells Fargo, you know, obviously the big story is this enormous provisioning numbers that these companies are taking as they anticipate a, a um, you know, pretty material decline in credit quality. Um, they are they have not necessarily seen that that decline occur, although they anticipated. And I think you know the big reason why the stocks faded was just on the call. They were asked repeatedly about how many quarters that reserve building process is going to have to continue. How how many quarters will the provision numbers be enormous? And management teams just did not have a lot of clarity at this point, as no one does. They 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 just say there's so many unknowns as far as modeling out this environment because it's so unique. Um, you've never had a decline this swift. Um, and but but they also pointed out that you have obviously substantial government um, responses in terms of stimulus. Um, you know, Jamie Dimon made a comment on the J.P. Morgan call that 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 got a lot of attention, where he just talked about how um, thirty to forty percent of the people going on unemployment now, because of the expanded unemployment benefits, will actually be earning more money than they were before. Um, which is a pretty, you know, he was just making the comment that the stimulus responses are enormous and that could mitigate some of the credit deterioration. Um, so that's that's going to be the big story with Bank Today. That's the only number that matters is that provision number. Um, and then commentary on the conference calls about, again, how many quarters will the reserve building process go on for? And I don't think banks um, at this point in time are really going to have a lot of clarity on that. The 10 Qs which come out from banks or every company um, a couple of weeks after earnings normally are very uneventful, um, but you're going to see a lot more commentary and color in those key reports from banks this time around about a lot of the assumptions in their credit models. I think that will be um, investors will kind of be going through those when they hit in the next couple of weeks, uh, but not not important necessarily for today. Um, so that's really kind of it as far as major news and 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 catalysts, et cetera. You didn't have a lot of major pre-announcements from the U.S. last night. Um, it's kind of more of the same as far as a lot of companies providing commentary. Um, Q1 was running fine up until the middle of March, and, and demand just kind of fell off. And not many companies have a lot of clarity as to when that um, is going to stabilize. You have, you know, you have the few standout companies that are that are benefiting. So Teladoc, TDOC had an update last night. That's the major kind of telemedicine company. Just seeing how they're seeing surging demand and usage on their platform. Um, you know, so you are seeing a few companies stand out as far as benefiting from the environment, but they're few and far between. Um, there are no major earnings reports out after the close. They're just this morning. 
Um, and that is essentially it for today. Again, very, very quiet. I think, I think the sell off today is really just a, a you know, reversal of yesterday's phantom rally, um, and nothing more to it. Thank you everyone for listening.